You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you. Got a good one for you today. In just a few minutes, you're going to hear my conversation with Buffalo Bills running back Zach Moss, where we dig into a lot of different stuff, including his new podcast, what it's like playing for Coach McDermott, his thoughts on his rookie season, the Bills run game, his goals for 2021, and of course, I asked him about Christian Wade and his development. So you have that to look forward to in just a few moments. I want to tell you about the rest of this week on the podcast. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit more about the rookie class. I have a new idea that came to my mind over the weekend that I want to dig into to continue our discussion on the Bills' uh, rookies. I want to talk about the UDFA class now that it's been announced. And the Bills had some interesting tryout players, and they signed one of them over the weekend. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow on the podcast. We have herd mentality on Wednesday. Then later in the week, we're going to start really digging into the Bills roster and how it stacks up against the rest of the AFC East. So it's going to be a fun week on the podcast. Make sure you are subscribed, rate, and review the podcast like I always kindly request. In just a moment, we're going to get to my conversation with Zach Moss. I'm going to let you listen to it in its entirety, straight through, no interruptions. But first, I need to tell you about Nugenics. Bills fans, listen up. Check this out. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on your preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownNFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockdownNFL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownNFL and get started today. I'm joined now by Buffalo Bills running back Zach Moss. And Zach, when I saw it hit the Twitter timeline that you were going to launch your own podcast, I got pretty excited. I always like when uh, athletes 
give us a little peek behind the curtain and, and let us into some of that personality. So I want to ask you, let's start right there. Can you tell us about this podcast, uh, what we can expect out of it, and what gave you the itch to start your own show? Uh, well, you know, for one, appreciate you having me on. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I started wanting to do my own podcast a few years ago. Um, I ended up, you know, graduating from college with my degree in communication. So I always knew something in, you know, in this direction <laughs> uh, was pretty much something I wanted to do. Um, so right now, you know, me and my team, we were, we've been talking about it for a while. Um, and it's trying to just put, you know, all the pieces together and get all the right people on there and things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm really excited that we finally launched it off. Um, and, you know, we're working on it um, to get a lot of people on and, you know, just trying to have a, a really, really cool dynamic to, you know, kind of like just give guys another opportunity where they can come on and kind of, you know, be, be uh, free spirited in a sense um, and just come on and kick it and, you know, hang out and talk a bit for, for a little bit and things like that. Um, so, you know, we, we're going to be covering everything, man, from sports to, you know, culture to, uh, you know, <laughs> politics, you know, any any and everything, man. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a w very wide range of um, things that we're going to be doing on the show. Um, and, you know, we're just going to try and continue to grow it from there and, you know, kind of see where it takes us. So it's called the Moss Mode Show. And do you have an idea yet of how often it's going to come out and where people can subscribe to it? Yeah. So right now um, it's called the Moss Mode Show. Um, you can find that our, us on um, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, YouTube. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. I think that's where we're going to mostly be doing it at. I'm on YouTube and things like that. And we'll be having it on our Instagram and our Twitter page as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we're thinking maybe every week have a show. We're still kind of figuring things out how, you know, how much we want to do it, how much uh, people are buying into it and things like that. Uh, and then kind of just working around other schedules and things like that. But, uh, you know, right now we're aiming for every week, uh, mostly maybe right after a game. So that way we can, you know, kind of have these current events and things like that to also talk about. So there you have it, Bills Mafia. Make sure you check out the Moss Mode Show. You can find it on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Support our guy. He's uh, he's he's going out there and putting out the content for us. So let's make sure we check it out. And Zach, if you don't mind, I want to ask you some questions about this Buffalo Bills football team. Um, you know, there's so much that's been said about this Buffalo Bills culture and how this locker room is different than others across the league. And I was curious, I know that it was only your first year in the, in the NFL last year. It's not like you've been in other locker rooms, but what do you think it is about the Bills culture and locker room that makes it so unique? And what was it like acclimating to the facility this past season as a rookie? Was it easy or was there some intimidation that went with it? Um, I mean, for one, to answer your first question, I would definitely say, uh, you know, this locker room, like you said, I haven't been in different locker rooms and things like that, but this locker room definitely reminds me of just being in a very, very tight-knit family. You know, these every guy cares about one another, um, their families, and, you know, it, it trickles all the way up and all the way back downstairs. You know, that's just kind of the, you know, the culture that Coach McDermott and um, Bean have built um, since coming in here, you know, and it's they get the right guys. You know what I mean? They're not trying to get guys that are, you know, uh, in a sense, you know, head cases and all this type of other stuff. You know, they just get guys that would want to come in, work underdogs, and you know, 
that's, I think, been the biggest thing of, you know, our locker room. And when I came in, you know, I always heard, you know, that, you know, it was going to be, you know, rough to try and learn, get with the vets, um, have them accept you uh, and all this type of, you know, other things. But when I came into here, you know, it was like these guys knew me. It's like I knew them. You know, I can be myself right away. You know, I wasn't trying to hide things or, you know, kind of just trying to fit in. Um, but everybody just accepted me with open arms. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, we, why we also have so much success on the field this past season, um, because everything just flowed perfectly. So I, I heard you on the Rico report uh, from the Buffalo Fanatics uh, podcast. And Rico asked you about Coach McDermott. And you described him as both a businessman and a player's coach. And so I was kind of interested and if you could expand on that and tell us what you mean by him being both a businessman and a player's coach. Well, I think for one, being a businessman, what I meant by that is just, you know, he's about his business. You know, every day he comes in to work, he's ready to work. You know, when we're in that building, uh, everything is about how we, can, how we can, you know, continue to be a better team, how we can win a game each and every week. Um, and ultimately, you know, get into that into that uh that Super Bowl you know he has a standard for everyone in the building and everyone follows that and you know he leads that charge he never drops the ball he's never tired he's never different he's always the same consistent guy um and that's what you want as a you know when you're looking up to someone that's the type of coach that you want you want someone that's going to be the same each and every day in the media to you he's going to you know be very very transparent each and every time so and the business wise as a businessman <laughs> That's what I meant um, when I said that, you know, he's just, you know, about his business, a hard worker. Um, and then being a player's coach, you know, he, he can relate to a lot of us. You know what I mean? Just you, you can sit there, you can have conversations with him, um, you know, just from being a rookie to being undrafted to being, you know, 10, you know, however many years you've been in this league, you know, he can relate to each and every one. He's been around the game for so long, been around different players and things like that. So, you know, he can just communicate and, you know, he really genuinely cares about how you're doing on and off the field. And I think that's the biggest thing. So obviously one year under your belt. And uh, I've been telling people on this podcast that the 2020 Buffalo Bills, it was the best offense in franchise history. And obviously you were a major contributor to that. And so when you look back on that rookie season in 2020, what are some of your biggest takeaways and what is something that you're really proud of that you're able to achieve? Um, you know, for one, just coming in and being able to get on the field was one of the biggest things for me. You know, I wanted to come out and show I can play in this league and do things. And I felt like I was getting better each and every week, um, even though I had some injuries and knickknacks here and there along the way. Um, but, you know, I just felt like I got better each and every week. Um, guys could count on me to come out there and do my job and do my job effectively and things like that. But, you know, one of the biggest things for me was just, keeping Josh clean, you know, my pass protection, I thought that was one of the things that I really wanted to come in and kind of just test myself on, you know, with all these different blitzes and all these different guys that are, you know, so uh, talented in their own rights or things like that. You know, I just wanted to come in um, and try and keep Josh as clean as possible and, uh, you know, not give up any sacks. And I think I only gave up maybe one sack or a hurry or something like that. So, you know, that was a very, very big thing for me. Um, so, you know, I was just happy to be able to contribute to this offense, uh, you know, and it was happy that we was able to win a lot of games while also doing so many good things. Now, you mentioned the pass protection, and obviously the Bills threw the football a, a ton last year. 
Were you even surprised by how much the ball was thrown? I mean, obviously you're part of the, the preparations for the season and you know figuring out what the offense was going to be, but did you even expect there to be this much throwing last year? Uh, I mean, once I came in to this offense, um, obviously from watching you know highlights and film of last year, I mean, two years ago, team, um, you know, it was very, very balanced. You know, I think they threw the ball quite a bit and they ran the ball quite a bit. Um, so, you know, I was kind of expecting, I think, a lot more of that. Um, but, you know, obviously with bringing in digs and, you know, just that whole entire dynamic and, you know, Josh taking his game to a whole nother level, um, you know, it was in a sense um, a no-brainer to have the ball thrown that many times. Um, and, you know, it was very, very, it was a very lethal combination and you mixing Dick, uh, Beasley and all those other guys and things like that. Um, so, you know, I've been in some past happy um, offenses uh, throughout my time playing football. Um, so, you know, I wasn't really, really shocked. Um, but, you know, I just tried to make sure that I, I prepare myself um, each and every week to, you know, whenever my number was called to be able to do my job. And I think that was, you know, the best thing that I could uh, kind of do without trying to, you know, look into it too deep about, oh, we're not running the ball or all this other type of stuff that goes on and that you hear about and things like that. So, so as a running back and you're, you're on a pass aggressive football team, a pass aggressive offense, is mm -hmm. it challenging to find that rhythm as a runner when there's not a whole lot of rushing attempts? And then obviously the, the bills employ the, the two back system with you and, and David Singletary, does that make it difficult to find some rhythm with the run game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's one running back uh, who's ever played football who, who doesn't, you know, who wouldn't agree that, you know, every back needs to get into a rhythm, you know, and that goes for the offensive line as well. Um, you know, me coming from college, you know, I was, I played three years straight of, you know, being the number one guy. So when obviously just going from a pass happy offense and then splitting time, you know, it was, I had to really find a way to keep my body warm and keep myself going. Um, with so many different changes around me and being on the stage, you know, that was a big thing that I had to battle internally on how to continuously get better uh, without having the ball in my hands, how to make plays, how to continue to block, how to, you know, finish things and just kind of, you know, do things in a different way that I've never had to do before. Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely hard to get into a rhythm when you're only getting um, so many, so many carries and things like that. But like I said, you know, you, we're pros um, and, you know, all these things, you know, we never know what's going to happen each and every week. Every week is different. So when you're a pro, you have to be able to, you know, kind of pretty much um, adapt to every situation that you're, you're, you're put in or asked to be in. So that's what I had to continue to learn each and every weekend. Like I said, I thought I was getting better at doing that week by week. You mentioned that you were the guy in college at Utah. And I'll tell you, I, I obviously love watching college football and, those late night Pac-12 games, Utah games with you pounding the rock and Tyler Huntley playing quarterback. I loved watching Tyler. He would he would throw the ball down the field. It was a really fun offense to play, and we got to see Tyler a little bit in that mm -hmm. Ravens game. Certainly hoping that he gets he gets a chance because he was my favorite sleeper quarterback uh, uh, last year when you know I was evaluating all the prospects. And so yeah, those those Utah offenses with that tough defense in the Pac-12. It was a fun team to watch. Yeah, you know we definitely. Um, did a lot of good things in college. Uh, you know, we only missed out on one thing, and that was cashing in on that uh, that Pac-12 championship. 
But, uh, you know, besides that, you know, we had a really, really stacked team on both sides of the ball. And it was a, it was a great time. And we had an awesome offense and an awesome defense and things like that. So um, it was definitely a fun time for sure. So you're a rookie last year. And I'm guessing it was pretty difficult to kind of acclimate given the circumstances with the COVID pandemic going on. And when you think about this rookie class that's coming in and they get an opportunity to have the rookie camp in, in a preseason, how beneficial do you think that's going to be for these players that are coming in compared to the situation that your class had to step into? Yeah. I mean, you know, they have every, I mean, they have their own challenges. I think, you know, some of these guys didn't play, uh, at all last their last season in college and some of these I don't even play you know four or five couple games and things like that so you know I think just having that mini camp uh and then you know having OTAs and having a couple preseason games and things like that are really going to help them a lot um you know just getting back into playing football for one um and get used to this level and the speed of this level and the physicality and the effort um that these guys play with on this level and things like that so you know and I think just you know having us players, um, us second-year players who just actually went through the whole entire COVID thing. Um, but, you know, we didn't have people who can tell us, oh, this is how to get through this. This is how it's going to be um, and all these different type of things. So, you know, we can try and, you know, definitely help those guys and give them a perspective on how it was. And, you know, I think everyone now kind of has a better grip on um, this COVID thing and, and playing through this COVID thing as well. So, you know, they just have a lot more help than we did uh, last year. You know, we had to pretty much, you know, come together as a rookie group and just trying to help each other the, the best that we could uh, while going through all this type of stuff. And I'm sure that probably made it a pretty tight-knit group and, and within the Bills locker room and culture, I'm sure it's something that will thrive. So let me ask you this. You know, obviously I study a lot of this Bills offense and I, I noticed that it's not necessarily a gap power run offense. It's not necessarily a zone rushing offense. I think there's a good mix of both. So when you think about your skill set and how it fits into the offense, is there a, a style of run? Do you prefer the gap runs or the zone runs? Is there a certain style of run that you're most comfortable executing? No, I mean, it really doesn't matter to me. You know, I did a lot of uh, both in college. You know, I did a lot of zone. I did a lot of power um, and all this type of stuff. So, you know, um, you know, it doesn't really matter how what type of run style that we're using and things like that. Um, you know, we we definitely did a lot of both um, week to week. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like I'm very, very well equipped to, you know, have a lot of success in both of those uh, different type of run packages. So one of the things I'm excited about for this coming season is that hopefully the offensive line is able to stay healthy and, and work together for the entire season. And Last year, I know Deion Dawkins at left tackle and Daryl Williams at right tackle. Those guys were in their spots all year long, but the middle three guys, there were injuries, whether that was John Feliciano being injured early, Cody Ford goes down, Mitch Morse missed a few games. That, that middle three, it felt like there was a lot of moving parts. So how challenging is that for a running back to settle in and get comfortable with all those moving parts up front, especially as a rookie? Yeah, you know, it's definitely challenging, you know, for one trying to learn how those guys block and how they do things, um, you know, by, by itself is, you know, a challenge in itself. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of practice time to really, for me to really get a feel of our offensive line, how they like to block, how they like to position themselves and things like that kind of stuff that, you know, backs we look for 
um, to kind of feel, figure out how we can play off our offensive line and things like that. Um, but, you know, just having, you know, guys go down, you know, it's part of the game. But, you know, we I try to do my best to just continue to trust in those guys that, you know, stepped up and, you know, played a big, big part in our offense. And, you know, they did a very good job. Each and every guy that um, came into the offensive line room and, you know, they stepped up and definitely did their job to help us, um, you know, become the AFC East champions and get all the way to the championship game. So, you know, it was a rough year, but, you know, definitely just hoping that, you know, the entire offense – entire defense, entire team by itself, um, we can stay healthy um, and make a very, very uh, big push and continue to expand on our, our things that we did last year. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you actually had a turf toe injury early in the season, I, I think. Was that difficult to work through? I, I know we hear things like turf toe, but I'm sure most people like myself, I've never had turf toe. I don't know what that's like. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's challenging when you're trying to run the football in the NFL. Was that injury something that bothered you early on? Yeah, you know, it was it was something that I've had before um, back in college. Um, so but it's always different. You know, it was it's always different. I mean, when I first got it was uh, the Miami game when we played Miami down in Miami um, week two. And I actually I got the toe injury and it's pretty much to kind of give you a glimpse of kind of what it is and how it feels. Um, it's pretty much where you sprain some ligaments in your uh in your big toe um and you never really know how much you need your big toe to just walk mm. and then definitely run and uh do everything that we need to do with our feet um but you know you sprain the ligaments in your big toe and it pretty much feels as if you ever dislocated um a finger it's kind of what it feels like and you know they have to do so many different type of tape jobs it's swollen um, you can't press down on it. You can feel it and all this type of stuff. So, you know, I think I missed three games um, dealing with that to where I could actually even start just running with a limp. Um, you know, and I, when I came back for those first couple games, maybe another four weeks, I didn't feel like myself. You know, I was using – I wore different cleats uh, each and every week trying to figure out a cleat that – fit best for me would, would help me just feel comfortable and kind of trust the toe um you know and that I wore a lot of cleats that were just bigger and heavier that kind of slowed me down and made me feel um a lot you know just slower than I you know already feel like I like to play at and things like that so you know that was it was all challenging trying to come back from that uh, but you know definitely if you ask any any athlete um definitely football player you know, turf toe is one of the worst injuries you can get because you're not breaking anything. You're not tearing anything. You just literally um, spraining something. And it's something that you wouldn't think is so, so, uh, you know, bad when it's just your big toe. So, Well, it certainly seems like you found your groove there, especially in the New England game, the Denver game, the Pittsburgh game. There were some really exciting moments. But then, obviously, the the ankle injury in in the playoffs against the Colts. Can you give us an update on where you're at in the rehab and how that's coming along, and when you're on track to be cleared for for you know full contact? Yeah. So you know the I mean the ankle has been really really good. It's been progressing really really good. Um, you know, and I'm just thankful for that. You know, just not ever dealing with an injury like this. Um, you know, it was a lot of different things that I had to kind of just get through mentally and you know physically, obviously. Um, but, you know, we're at a really good spot right now. We're doing a lot of good things. The guys uh, inside in, at the Bills have done a really good job of just taking care of me and getting me right. 
and, uh, you know, ready to go. So, you know, I'll be ready definitely for uh, training camp and things like that. But, um, you know, we've, we've battled back <laughs> before. So I'm um, definitely uh, excited to see, you know, kind of how this anchor responds to everything. And, you know, just hopefully we can continue to, you know, pretty much build off of, of last season and, you know, help this team win some more games. So as we kind of look towards the 2021 season, a big storyline and discussion point this offseason leading up to the draft was, all right, are the Bills going to make an investment in the running back position? And it felt like at every step of the way, when Brandon Bean talked about the running back situation with the Bills, it was a lot of affirmation for you and Devin Singletary that we have the right pieces. We can run the ball effectively with what we have. And then certainly you look at the draft and Brandon Bean did not do anything at the running back position. There's been no additions. And it certainly feels like this is the Zach Moss, Devin Singletary show as you look ahead to 2021, does, does that give you confidence knowing that, hey, Brandon Bean, he brought you guys in here and he believes in you two to get the job done? Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely it brings, you know, confidence and, you know, it just reinstills what we already know. Um, you know, I mean, the only guys that know what's really going on and what we can really do and all those type of things are the guys in the building that we see each and every day and, and all this type of stuff. Um, so, you know, you know, we all we have to do is go out there and kind of just show it. You know what I mean? Last year, we didn't have the ultimate op- amount of opportunities and things like that. But, you know, we did a lot of good things with, when we had the ball in our hands, when it became from running the ball, catching the ball, pass protection, um, finishing in the red zone, uh, all these type of things. You know, we played a big part in the offense as well. So, you know, we just definitely want to continue to step it up for next year and, you know, kind of just, you know, I think that's the biggest thing for our offense is, now that we can continue to run this ball um, very, very effectively and, and consistently. Um, so that way, you know, there's no more questions about anything. Yeah, especially looking at a 17-game schedule and probably just needing more layers to the offense and, you know, not being able to – not needing to rely on any one thing because it's a, it's a long, daunting year. I know that after the bye week, I, I was doing the math, if, if you want to call it math. After the bye week, if the Buffalo Bills go to the Super Bowl – that's going to be 14 consecutive games played between week seven and the AFC championship game. So I'm guessing having more balance and, you know, obviously getting everyone involved is going to be critical to keeping this train going and reaching the goals next year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always very long and, and daunting for sure. But I think obviously add another game this year um, and then having a bye week uh, pretty early in the season um, is definitely having all those games back-to-back is going to definitely be hard on a lot of guys. And, um, you know, that's what we have to really dig deep and kind of figure out, you know, what we want to do um, as offense and as a team, uh, point blank. But, you know, we, obviously we know, you know, what to do. And we have a lot of guys that are very smart on this team uh, from upstairs and to the players as well. So, you know, I think everything will, you know, fall in, fall in place for sure. So, you know, lasering in on 2021, and you think about your role in this football team in this run game, do you have any goals or any aspects of your game that you hope you can showcase more of next season? Uh, just some breakaway plays. have a lot more breakaway plays than I did uh, this past season. And I just honestly just want to continue to be um, stay as healthy as possible because that's the biggest thing, uh, you know, when I'm playing, when I'm healthy and if I'm dinged up and things like that. I just want to be able to make sure I'm on the field to help this team. Um, you know, and let the rest kind of just fall where it may. You know, I don't put numbers on anything and things like that. Um, but, you know, as long as I do what I need to do and just try and stay as consistent as possible 
and show up each and every week. So Zach, the last thing I have for you today, and I'm really hoping you can help me out because I get a lot of questions from Bill's Mafia. And, and it feels like the most common question I get is about Christian Wade and his development. And, and we haven't seen him play. So I, I can't answer that question. Saw him in 2019 preseason. I'm not sure if you saw those plays, but the guy made some, some dazzling plays with the ball in his hand. So what can you tell us about Christian Wade and his growth and, and what type of role you believe he can fill this coming season? Yeah, man. See, Wade, that's that's my guy. Um, definitely. Um, you know, he he's you know continuously learning the game day by day. Um, you know, he definitely cares about the game, and you know, you we've seen you know him do a lot of good things in practice. So you know, definitely you know hope that he can get an opportunity to where he can come out and uh, you know show what he can do. You know, he's one of the best rugby players uh, that I've ever seen um, for one. So, you know, I think a lot of that will transfer over when he gets those opportunities. And, you know, definitely he won't let that opportunity squander um, just as, as guys have seen uh, in the few times that he's been able to, you know, get out there and really show what he can do. Zach, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time here. And obviously, best of luck to you and the Bills and staying healthy. I, I know that's going to be a big part uh, of this offense is, is if we can get everyone healthy and achieve those goals. And so we wish you all the best. I wish you all the best on the podcast. All the listeners, make sure you go check it out. The Moss Mode Show, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You can find him and the and the content that's coming. So uh, best of luck on all fronts. And, and again, really appreciate you giving us some of your time. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on. And, you know, you definitely continue to take care, my man. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today. I certainly hope you enjoyed my conversation with Zach Moss, and you definitely got to check out his podcast, The Moss Mode Show. It's coming soon, and there's going to be a lot of great content. Zach and I talked about it off the air, and it sounds like it's going to be really, really cool. So make sure that you check it out, and make sure that you check out tomorrow's podcast here on Lockdown Bills. We got you covered all offseason long, five days a week. We're not taking any breaks. We're talking Buffalo Bills football every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.